It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. Uh, got some things on the COVID front. Uh, we've got this Barstool Sports Dave, Dave Portnoy uh, celebrating the end of COVID-19. And then they took him off of Twitter for it. It's just so ridiculous. The things that are going on right now, just unbelievable. We'll get to that and much more in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So when they're looking at the rest of 2021, uh, some market experts think it's uh, pretty unlikely that mortgage rates are going to stay down in the 2% range. Do you think? I don't know. I, I kind of think that that's going to be everlasting. Uh, it doesn't seem possible that rates are this low. And with the amount of money we're spending right now, just devaluing our currency, you know this stuff is around the corner. You know these rates are going to go up eventually. So if you're looking to refinance the mortgage uh, on your home, uh, maybe refinance the mortgage you already have, maybe uh, consolidate a loan uh, with other debt from credit cards and all this other stuff. This might be a great time to do it. Why not look into that? Like, let's say right now, uh, you want to be saving as much money as possible uh, every month. I know I do. Uh, American financing is there for you. They work for you, not the bank, which is why you're never going to feel like you're being pushed into anything. On top of that, there are never any hidden or upfront fees, uh, just good customer service from family-owned business that has been helping people just like you make the best of their finances for over a couple of decades now. Check them out today. You won't be sorry. Call American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, Dot org. Dot net org. Dot com. Dot co. Dot gov. Dot org. Hey, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. The president of the EU. Uh, not a scary organization at all. I've always loved the European Union. Haven't you? Just mm. the precursor to one world government. It's just, it's awesome. And to hear the president of the EU explaining how you in Europe can get your life back to normal in that German accent she has, that just sounds so soothing to me. Um, here's what she says uh, is important to get your life back here. Here she comes. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good to see you. Before Easter, we promised mm -hmm. to the Europeans that we will do everything possible so that they can gain back um, some normality when mm -hmm. uh, planning for their uh, well-deserved summer holidays. So on Monday, the mm -hmm. European Parliament and the European Council mm -hmm. signed the regulation for the EU digital COVID certificate. Oh, it is applicable from the 1st of July on, but if you want to as a member state, you can sign up early voluntarily. And that's what Belgium did. Oh, Belgium, well, Belgium allows did it. Belgium as of today um, to uh, travel with a certificate, mm -hmm. and they issue travel these with certificates. Their certificate. And here sure. is mine. So everyone who is fully vaccinated mm -hmm. or tested negative right. or has recovered from COVID can get one. 
And uh, we have right now 15 member states that have already signed up. And from the 1st of July, all 27 member states have to apply these EU digital mm -hmm. certificates for the COVID. Mm -hmm. I am planning now to start my tour through 27 member states for the next generation EU, our um, recovery and resilient plan. And I'm very curious to test and to see how this certificate will work. Thank you. That's wonderful. All right. Oh, that's now, great. She so, held hers up. Can I just take a picture of that? And can uh, I use hers? Yes. Is that okay? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Mm -hmm. That's fine. So essentially what she's saying is, uh, you must have your papers. <laughs> They'll be digital, but you must have them. <laughs> we have a ways of making you have your papers. Please. It's great. I love it. She, at least she said please. That's nice. <laughs> I don't think she did actually no, okay. say please. Mm -hmm. I think I gave her too much credit there. Ursula von Ursula Gertrude von der Leyen. I'll say too, like you know, there's been this thing where in in entertainment they haven't wanted to use like let's say Muslims mm -hmm. as villains because you know as you know. Pat, Americans would immediately just start killing start, Muslims yeah. in the streets if they saw, <laughs> right. you know, right. a villain on 24 was actually Muslim and not backed by some German. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a German <laughs> or a Serbian or Serbian. You, you can be Serbian. Yes. Um, to be a victim on TV. To be the uh, yeah. to be the villain on TV, you have to be Serbian <laughs> or German. Well, I don't know. Now, look, the Germans did a lot. They did. Uh, to earn uh, <laughs> yep. some uh, some of the criticism. Uh, but the. It's been so long since I've seen a villain without a Russian or German accent. Whenever I hear it, I just assume they're a villain. <laughs> you've done me the reverse. You've, you've told me, you've tried so hard to make me uh, not want to be manipulated into thinking that Muslims could possibly be terrorists. <laughs> that now you've made me believe all Serbians are terrorists and all Germans. And all, yep. all of them. Yep. It's sad. And will forever be. <laughs> it's always going to be that way. You could be saying the uh, nicest things in the world and, with that accent, and it's going to sound creepy in some way. Now, I think no the heavy lifting in this front was done by a man named Adolf long ago, mm -hmm. but there is something just about that accent. You've just done a Volkswagen commercial, but it sounds, <laughs> it sounds like you're terrible. threatening genocide, doesn't it? Uh, by the way, don't look back at the history of Volkswagen. Uh, so, <laughs> right. definitely don't look back right. at that. You're not going to want to know that. But uh, enjoy your meep meep car. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is. It, it's a. It's. It is a. Uh, I, I mean, look. A country, certainly, uh, with their own sovereignty, has uh, the right to require whatever they want. I mean, frankly, mm -hmm. if, if, what, if there are countries that do all sorts of really terrible things uh, with letting, not letting people in for, for tourism, uh, they can do really whatever they want on that front uh, as a sovereign nation, as we would protect our right to do whatever we want. Th though, you think with, we have something in common with the Western world, right? Like we're supposed to yeah. have some sort of shared principle yeah. structure. And, you know, I, it does make you nervous when, when Germans go down this road. It hasn't turned out well in the past. Right. And when Europe as a whole is going down that road, it's mm -hmm. a little, it's a little unnerving, I'd, I'd yeah. say. And it makes you wonder if this administration will do the same thing because this administration is definitely influenced by 
European movements. I mean, the Democrats are all about the European socialism. They love it. Yeah, and it's weird. Like the vaccine passport thing, there are things, there are real reasons to fear elements of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, International visitors. I mean, we banned all visitors from under the Trump administration from many countries. Right. Right. Because it's our freaking sovereign right to do so. Uh, And we have Mm -hmm. that right. And if we want to say we don't want anyone, like, for example, Brazil has been in a nonstop catastrophe from COVID for a very long time. And we've said, mm-hmm. eh, maybe we don't want any Brazilian tourism at the moment. I think that's totally just justifiable. Kind of yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, in some ways, I guess you could they blocked almost all travel to Europe for, for a long time from outside of it. And this is their way yeah. of supposedly opening things up. They have the right to do that. I mean, I just don't know. If it makes a lot of sense in the grand scheme of things, and it's also going to be completely unmanageable. You know, I went on a uh, flight, you know, when there was more of a uh, active COVID situation. This is, I guess, late last year, mid mid to late last year. And there was I went to a state that had uh, a quarantine for outside visitors. And it was one of the first flights I took. And I was supposed to when I flew in, you know, I guess lock myself in a house for god knows how long two weeks yeah, 14 two days weeks. or whatever i wasn't even going for two weeks i was only going for a few days it's like well i mean basically you're saying i have to go directly from the airport to a house and stay inside the house for the entire trip and are you saying that you didn't do that no of course not that's not what i'm saying but i did have i was traveling <laughs> with a companion who decided uh-huh. not to do that really yeah huh. uh i, th- I found Weird. it to be very shocking that they would they would because now you didn't follow suit and no and no no. i did everything exactly by the book so okay, i want to make sure good. that part is on the air good on record because what state was this it was a i can't remember the state pat you can't remember no, the state gosh it was a state huh. it was uh one of the states <laughs> that i know it was in the united states <laughs> one of the states and so was it one of the contiguous states it was or? one of the contiguous states okay uh, i believe it was on the hmm. eastern half of the united states that's all i remember huh. but when like you a get, new york or connecticut kind of state. yeah and we should really leave my experience it, who yeah. cares about what i did let me tell you about my companion <laughs> all right What's okay your companion so do? my companion was w- wondering what like this situation doesn't make any sense what do you mean how are you going to tell me how are you going to enforce the idea this is what my companion was saying uh, mm-hmm. how are you going to enforce <laughs> a quarantine from someone who's visiting as a u.s citizen inside the united states like are you a good are, question are you carding everyone everywhere they go mm-hmm. obviously not right there's a lot so of- you were just supposed to voluntarily do this yeah so you, you nobody basically, checked up on you, you get off the plane and there's a person wow. there with a clipboard and says uh yes uh, where are you what's your where are you staying and it's interesting as my companion realized if you just walk by that person they don't know if you're from that state in the contiguous states or not they just huh. walk you kind of walked right by that person so you just followed your companion's lead on that no i i of you course reported. Signed up. I, re- okay. I reported right, but my companion did not and wow and i you know your my companion's com- a rebel my companion's very rebellious and my companion looked though at the law before this trip uh-huh and realized that the i think the fine was 500 dollars if you were to get caught now what again what i don't do these things but this companion said what exactly let's think about the risk profile here mm-hmm. you could either not have a, the trip that you're taking because mm-hmm. you're stuck inside a house and can't do anything the entire time or 
you could risk a $500 fine. Now, a $500 fine is not nothing. That's, that's 500 bucks. But what has to happen for you to get fined $500? You have to, I guess, have a separate interaction with the police. Like, maybe if you were to get pulled over, maybe if you started a bar fight, like, they're going to card you, realize you should have been quarantined, and then add on a $500 fine, I guess, would be how this would happen. Mm-hmm. I can't even, I don't even know how it would happen. Right? That's, maybe That would be bad for me because I start so many bar you're fights. You're a huge bar fight guy. Yeah, that's I, why you go on vacation, yeah, is to exactly. start bar fights. Nothing better than a good old-fashioned old bar. bar fight. That's, that's Pat Gray. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's me. So... <laughs> and I, so I know my companion thought to themselves, hmm. like, what if I just continue to keep walking here and uh, don't alert them of my uh, my your status, my status in the state. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything worked out fine for <laughs> my companion. I felt stupid because I was inside the whole time and they went out and did whatever they wanted. Huh. And everything turned out fine. But I hold up in course, quarantine. Was it huh. quarantine? Yeah. Wow. Uh, if I even took the flight, you know, it could have been a dream. I, I think only my companion went. Now that I think about it, <laughs> I may not have gone on this trip at all. That's really weird. Yeah, no, it's it's a crazy. Huh. It's a, it was a crazy. Were you time. feverish during this particular time? Uh, no, maybe, <laughs> maybe you had COVID while you were traveling. You know what? I know I didn't. No, uh, that I do know because uh, I got it later. Uh, right. But it is one of those things where these things are like the mask mandate in Texas was an example of this. I stand by my belief to this day that literally. Zero people in the state of Texas were actually fined under the mask mandate. I think the number is that, zero. And I think that was by design. By design. I think I think that it was like, hey, mask mandate. And it's, it's like, well, how are we going to reinforce this? We're not. We're not going to. We're not. We want people to know that we think they should wear them, but right. we're not actually going to do anything. Now, yes. private businesses can do what they want to do. Some towns, I believe, probably did fine them under their town or county statute. That may have happened. But as far as a statewide mandate... It was a it was a man it was a it was a mino a mandate in name only yeah uh, and like that doesn't mean that I I liked it but you see these things people do it all the time I still see signs on buildings here like masks strongly recommended and then you go in there and literally no Nobody one including the employees on. are wearing them it's right. like they just want to to yep. say they're doing something at this point mm-hmm. you know is the is the pandemic over well people are still dying you should be careful especially if you haven't been vaccinated you should be care- be careful. But on the other side of that is, as a society right now, we are at a point in which people can take these treatments. If Maybe you believe it's hydroxychloroquine, right? Mm-hmm. Then you take on the risk of taking hydroxychloroquine, which is, I mean, risk-wise, I think very minimal, whether how much it will do. It does seem to help in certain circumstances. Maybe that's what you think it is. The bottom line is, all of these treatments are available for everyone now. Mm-hmm. So we are at the, that's what my definition of over is, right? Yeah. There's a way for people to avoid this if they want to avoid it. They don't have to avoid it, but they, if they want to avoid it, they can avoid it uh, in most circumstances. And you, you're not going to have zero deaths. It's, it's going to take a long time to get to zero. Yeah. But I mean, from 4,000 a day to 90, 90. And I think the average is something like 300 now. Now it, the flu is like a hundred a day. So if we're down to, I mean, we did 90 mm. yesterday. Now, 100 a day spread over an entire year, right? So you're saying mm-hmm. maybe 30 or 40, 365, you know, 365 days. So say 36,500 deaths for the flu is a, is a, is a medium, medium number. Probably an average number yeah. for the flu, yeah. So Except it, it's been eradicated since COVID. Yeah, I mean, it's been almost none the last year. Yeah. But, okay, all right. So that is something that we have all sort of designated that we can go on with life in that scenario. Mm-hmm. 
it sucks. I, I keep thinking to myself, like, maybe we should, instead of saying uh, the flu is nothing, maybe we should start considering a big issue, right? Like, yeah. I think 36,000 people dying a, a year lot. sucks. Let's try to get yeah. that to zero, too. Yeah, that's a lot. But, I mean, look, we have, we don't have a treatment, we don't have a 95% flu vaccine. We do have several of uh, when it comes to, you know, the, the products of uh, Donald Trump's uh, Operation Warp Speed. And be, not that there could be anyone in the media will ever give him credit for it, but we do have that. It's we've had success with it. And at some point, people get to make their own decisions. They're big boys and girls, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, I think, and that's a fair definition of over. Yeah. Whether you can Absolutely. choose to get the virus or not is a good definition of over. Triple eight seven two seven beck According to a recent study, 330 million people across 10 countries became victims of cybercrime just in the past year. And another 55 million actually had their identity stolen. 55 million. That's insane. This costs, of course, people money. Uh, it also costs up uh, you know, a lot of their time. Cybercrime victims collectively spent almost 2.7 billion hours trying to resolve their issues. I don't want to deal with that. Uh, It makes me glad that something like LifeLock is available. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day, we put our information at risk on the internet. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity thefts, and uh, they'll send you alert. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Join now and you're going to get 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. The promo code is BECK for 25% off. 10 seconds, Station ID. You know what hasn't worked real well is the uh, the Chinese vaccine. That, is, that does not seem yeah. to be going well. well it, it's not going well in Chile where they're using it. It's not going well in Indonesia. In fact, 300, 350 doctors and medical workers in Indonesia have caught COVID-19. Dozens have been hospitalized since getting vaccinated. Do you believe that the freaking Chinese, after the way they handled the outbreak of this thing, and maybe it came from a lab, very possible, mm-hmm. uh, came from one of their labs as a screw up or worse. And now they're providing the world with crappy vaccines <laughs> to solve it. I, it's incredible. I mean, it I, is. I, I hate when people say, and I do it sometimes, like, oh, you know, the vaccines have been successful. Well, let's be, let's be careful here. What's come out of the United States has been successful. Yes. What's come out of Great Britain, mostly less, successful, but like maybe not sex, quite as much. successful than the U.S. But still pretty good. Yeah. The AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca thing's been pretty okay. good. Yeah. Uh, the, the the Chinese one, even the Russian one has seemingly been pretty solid. Uh, the Chinese, the, the two from Chinese, Sinovac, Sinopharm, uh, have been... Not good. Not, have, not, have not worked very I well. I mean, in some cases, like only 50% or less. Yeah. Which again is not, uh, might, wow. maybe it's helping on the margins. It seems like it's it does not. I will say it does not seem like the immunity lasts very long. No, no, it doesn't. I, it seems like uh, they they have had real problems with that, and a lot of these countries that embrace the Chinese technology are learning uh, how that works. Not so well. <laughs> not so well. So it's important. That's why I, I think it's important to point out when you talk about. 
uh, you might talk about the vaccine, talk about it as the product of Donald Trump's Operation Warp Speed, because they will not give him an ounce of credit for this. In fact, they just blame him for everything. When he deserves all virtually all the credit for politicians he, he deserves all of it in yes. my view i mean yes I, I, along with the other you know the researchers and the uh, yeah, yeah obviously like the big pharmaceutical companies that produce mm-hmm. these things deserve a lot of credit for it too but he took all but, the red tape out he provided yeah. uh, gonna, funds to to spur this thing to get it going the seed money to get everything started he's the one that cleared the path for them yeah you can overdo it by giving politicians credit for such things and there's a lot of factors but it, when it comes to mm-hmm. what he could have done in that scenario he did very well yeah, and did. and now it's just like it's just like biden gets all of the credit for it i mean you look donald trump people talk about this all the time like donald trump's uh, anti-vaccine how can that be possible the man he is not anti-vaccine operation warp speed and by the way after having covid yeah. he still took the vaccine as, right. he, as he was leaving the White House, he still took it. Right. Why did he take it? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. I don't understand. He still took it. We do uh, forget that. That he actually mm-hmm. got the vaccine in addition to pushing it forward. Wow. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu uh, for Glenn today on the Glenn Beck Program. Glenn's back tomorrow morning. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Stu and I have just been ruminating on the fact that there's some strange things going on here <laughs> with the vaccine. Because I think we all cheered when President Trump uh, cleared the way for this to happen. Right? Yeah. Everybody wanted it. It's a big part of his re-election campaign. Huge. Uh, and his claim that we're going to have a we're going to have a vaccine by the end of the year, and the Democrats were apoplectic oh, you can't have a vaccine by the end of the year that's ridiculous you're insane and he did it he they produced it three american companies came up with it you got the pfizer you got the moderna and you got johnson and johnson all coming up with a vaccine within a year incredible how did that become a bad thing then i don't know it's know, it, it's weird the way the politics have played out on it are very strange as well and that like you like I'm I'm generalizing uh, overwhelmingly in that like the 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 vast majority of every party is fine with the vaccine, but I'm just when there is there is opposition everywhere, and and, and mm-hmm. vaccine opposition has never been a very partisan issue. I mean, the fa- most famous people in the United States that oppose the vaccine are Jenny McCarthy and Jim Carrey. Uh, Jim Carrey, right when they mm-hmm. were married in particular. Yep. And in addition to that, RFK Jr. Oh. Yeah, big right? time leftists. Big time leftists. I mean, hardcore leftists that have been running, yeah. you know, anti-vaccine stuff for a very long time. And like, again, if that's you, that's whatever you do. Like, this is America. You get to choose what you want to do with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you should be able to choose. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, my body, my choice. There you go. Should certainly go. apply to vaccines. Sh- certainly should. However, on the po- just think of the politics now for a moment here. <laughs> we have. Basically, a lot of people who are saying the vaccine, you got to get vaccinated, got to get vaccinated. A lot of them are Democrats and none of them will give Donald Trump any credit for not it. One ounce not of one ounce of credit for nope. this coming across. On the other hand, you have a lot of people who really love Donald Trump, who say the vaccine is bad, mm-hmm. but won't give Donald Trump any blame, <laughs> <laughs> which is very, it's very weird. Like if, it seems to me that if you think the yeah. vaccine is bad, you should think probably Donald Trump was a bad president, 
right? Like to, mm-hmm. to the point of saying, like, here's a guy who pushed through this thing I think is really bad. Certainly, if Joe Biden came up with a vaccine and you thought it was bad, you'd give Joe Biden blame. I would. Right. Mm-hmm. I also I think the vaccine has been good. And I give Donald Trump credit for that. And they keep saying like, well, he had no, he had no ability. He had no plan to roll this out to people. He had no plan. What are you talking about? He had over a million people a day being vaccinated when he left office. Go back and watch the 60 minutes with the guy, uh, the the general, um, uh, because they ran. He was a, a guy who was. You know, military experts on logistics. They put a guy from the military in charge of logistics during the Trump administration. They interviewed him on 60 Minutes. He went through mm. the entire plan. It was incredibly detailed, just what they talked about in 60 Minutes. All the incredible challenges of getting all this vaccine out as fast as possible to people, making sure that everyone can get it who wants to get it. All that stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Even Fauci said, yeah, no, we had a plan. Of course we had a plan. They were just lying about this, the, uh, the, the uh, incoming administration. And... Uh, now Biden gets all the credit from the left and the media for their amazing job to get this done. Two thirds of adults are vaccinated already, and we're Donald Trump is just sitting down here in Florida, being like, "Wait a minute! Like, you guys all said this couldn't happen. Yeah. You had people like Kamala Harris who were coming out saying, if Donald Trump is involved, I'm not taking that vaccine. That sounds terrible.' <laughs> like they were doing all the things they're blaming the right for now. Yeah, yeah." And, you know, Trump, who deserves an incredible amount of credit for for this, ending a pandemic, not just for the United States, but all around the world. Yeah, it might be his the, the best part of his legacy. It might be it might be the biggest thing he did. Yeah. In office, because nobody else has pulled that off. No other politician in the history of the world yeah. has been able to oversee from zero to vaccine in under a year. Yeah. The the next closest vaccine to be developed and available and distributed was four years. And it, yeah, the mumps. mumps. Yeah, the mumps Measles was something like four years. 10, and I think that's the next fastest. And I don't even know that I would even say it was fully distributed in four years. I think they came up with it in four that's years. That's incredible. I mean, think about this, Pat. It's a miracle. You go back to, we're in uh, Pride Month. I don't know if, you, if you've noticed that at any one of the, any building you've ever walked into um but we're in pride month right now and i did a show on this uh right before vacation in that there's still this belief that ronald reagan never said aids until 1987 never even said the word AIDS. it's a lie it's not true absolutely uh he increased funding by incredible amounts uh for Mm -hmm. research on aids throughout his administration and you know he doubled or tripled it every year yeah every year in office it was incredible i mean like they they poured money into this mm-hmm. and you should also point out that none of the journalists asked him any questions about aids throughout the entire 1984 campaign not yeah. one question in any debate about because about people AIDS. forget nobody talked about it yeah, until yeah, later they didn't understand it they didn't know yep. what it was but the yep. most fascinating part about this is it took them four years to find out and figure out what the virus was that was causing it think about that in the COVID era for a second It took them not four years to come up with a vaccine. It took them four years to figure out what the virus was. They were just seeing people die. And they're like, AIDS, I guess, uh, immune. 
I don't know, like it's something with her immune system. And who was head of the National Institute of Health at that time? I, I'm <laughs> I trying can't, to think. I can't think of What's the name. What's that guy's name? Uh, uh, Doctor Faust. Fa- Faust. Faustonian. Faust. Uh, something. I can't remember. Uh-huh. It's not important to the story, obviously. But I, and it's, <laughs> but like it was hard, right? Coming mm-hmm. up and figuring these things out is really difficult to find out what the virus is. Mm-hmm. then come up with a solution for it, go through multiple rounds of testing, and get it fully distributed to the United States. It's and hard. by the way, we're at, I think, almost 90% now of people above 65 years of age have had the vaccine. Nine, and that's really the main wow. population we're talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's people with with associated comorbidities and stuff that are, that are also important. But like, when you're talking about, it's been mostly the elderly people who have died from this, vac- uh, from this disease. And 90%, almost, I think it's 88% have been vaccinated uh, above that age group. That's a... Fr- it's a freaking miracle it is it's a miracle that that's happened in a year and it should it ne- it, it, there is nothing about the history of science that would say this could happen this quickly and donald trump gets zilch when it comes to, to credit for it zilch they he is mm-hmm. he is they act as if he never cared about anyone dying from this virus from day one because they pull out some thing he said in February of 2020 where he didn't think it was a big deal. No one thought it was going to be a big deal in February of 2020. Including Anthony Fauci. Okay, including Fauci, who you can quote from the same era, telling people in the United States, not only publicly, but also in his private emails, that it's not really a big risk right now for, the, for, for America. Could turn into one, but right mm-hmm. now it's not, it's not a big risk. So, again, and this is, I guess, typical with the press. It's just interesting to see how the how the supporters and, and the people who are in opposition of Trump, like, I mean, Trump, you listen to Trump talk about the vaccine and he wants credit for it. You know, I mean, Don, Donald Trump comes on. He's like, look, I did this incredible thing. Talk about it. Like, you know, he <laughs> likes that yeah. and he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, but, you know, he's, I think, conflicted because I think a lot of his base is, you know, not so not so enthused about right. the operation. And, you know, they've, they've paid attention to the side effects, and there's been a lot of uh, coverage for, uh, about the side effects and whether or not 4,000-plus people have died, which is a pretty high number when you're talking about vaccines. Yeah, but again, when you look at the rates, it's important to look at the rates. People die all the time with, without, with or without COVID, with or without vaccines, right? And you mm-hmm. look at the rates of overall death, and the people who are in the vaccinated group are dying at a lower rate, lower rate than normal lower rate than normal that is what i mean and what this about ha- the number of people that have grown tails that's a higher rate than normal. that's a higher rate yes than normal. there are way okay. more tails and a third eye is uh, that higher too third eye is about same, average about yeah about <laughs> average uh now fourth eye that's almost definitely the moderna vaccine oh if, wow. you, if, if you have a fourth <laughs> eye right now and you're like wow my vision's incredibly good and then you look in the mirror and there are four eyes on your face that's you definitely got you got the moderna vaccine but, but if you get the second shot it okay. goes away remember that oh it's only if you have one shot of moderna do you get four eyes oh, if you, you get don't. the second one those two eyes fade away but you might not want to lose the vision gains they're incredible you're like at 80 20 i might just keep it yeah. at one shot yeah. I, might. I mean you look a little yeah. strange but i mean you put a visor on people aren't going to be able to tell <laughs> And you can see, I mean, miles, Pat. Mm-hmm. You can see miles oh, wow, away. Really? Yeah. The two extra eyes make oh, yeah. that big a difference? Yeah, because they're, huh. they, they have different zoom lenses. Oh. It's like your iPhone. If you look at your iPhone, it's like, this right. one has three cameras on it. Oh, yeah. It's like this. And you can see yeah. the third eye, and all of a sudden you can zoom so in. So you put a fourth camera in there, and yeah. it'd be really, it'd be very, you, could see, you could see the moon. 
It's true. From well, I can inside see the, moon. the building. I could see I'm the moon saying. with two eyes, but uh, you can also see it. <laughs> no, I'm talking about with... inside this building. You can just point it up, right? And you can see and the you moon. Just with see it. right through X-ray yeah. vision. Yeah. Uh, it's a little. Right. It's a little awkward walking through <laughs> department stores, but other than that, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. <laughs> oh man, uh, you know part of the uh, big blockbuster action movie where everything goes really quiet, and then out of nowhere there's like a huge blast of noise from the trombones and the drums, and you know the monster is about to come crashing through buildings and tearing everything up. That's sort of where we're at with the financial world right now. If you're even slightly paying attention, you've noticed that we're headed for all sorts of economic trouble, and probably it's not that far away. So it begs the question, what are you going to do to prepare for that? Do you have the lowest interest rate you can get on your mortgage, for instance? We think these rates are going up. I think they're going up at least. Certainly seems like with the amount of spending that we're doing right now and printing of money, there's nowhere else for them to go, and they're already so low. So why not ask the questions you need to be asking and see if if refinancing is right for you? Uh, The mortgage experts from American Financing are in it for you, not the bank, and they can help guide you toward making the best financial decisions. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And welcome. Yeah, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Glenn should be back uh, tomorrow morning. In the meantime, make sure you uh, subscribe to the uh, Pat Gray Unleashed podcast. Uh, Stu Does America is my show. Uh, uh, get that podcast as well. Anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, we also have... Excellent uh, suggestions. Yeah, very, very, very good. Um, uh, also, mm-hmm. StuDoesMerch.com is the place to go to get any... Uh, we have like the we have a few Nancy Pelosi sucks pens still available. Andrew okay. Cuomo is awful t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, all sorts of very fun things where I say bad things about liberals on shirts. Uh, so it's all there, and you can you can load up on that stuff as well. And you can load up on cookies, right, Pat? Yes, you could. Uh, you could go to Kexi.com and uh, load up on all kinds of delicious cookies. Uh, the salted caramel ones, the Texas sheet cake. It's just so good. Uh, for Father's Day, we had the bacon maple, which I didn't think was going to be that great. I'm like, eh, I don't know if you should do that. Yeah, the salty sweet, mm-hmm. the meat on the cookie thing. Yeah, I'm not usually yeah. a fan, but... She went to the kitchen and baked it, brought it home. Try this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's really, it, and I was stunned. It Really good. Anyway, kexi.com. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Uh, highly recommended. Something else happens today. Yeah. That's pretty momentous. A really big thing going on today. In <clears throat> fact, um, in a new, the new show uh, in, in Rush Limbaugh's time slot here on Premier Radio Networks, uh, Clay and Buck, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. Uh, if you don't know these guys, you're going to get to know them. And it's really important that you do because, you know, we, we there's no one going to ever replace Rush Limbaugh. It's not not uh, possible, sure. not a thing that can be a thing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, him and, and him, uh, unfortunately, leaving us far too early uh, it creates a massive hole in the in the conservative movement. I mean, mm-hmm. the, you know, Rush was mm-hmm. the conservative movement in so many ways. 
Um, and I think you're really going to like Clay and Buck. I know um, if you don't know Clay Travis, he's a guy who's been in, on the sports side for a, a long time. Uh, and and With the, the organization called Outkick. Outkick. Right? He started that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, he does a lot. Uh, he's been you know, really prominent over the past couple of years and uh, a guy who just will say what he feels is right and does not care. And we need more of that. Buck Sexton is the same way. He was here at the Blaze, and we're mm-hmm. really proud of, of Buck and that he was here at the Blaze. He went to Premier Radio Networks to do the night show for several years, um, and now is moving into the slot with Clay uh, in, in Rush's time slot. So if you're listening to the network feed, it's the show that's about to start. And I, and I will say, we need <clears throat> a great uh, couple of voices in that time slot. And these guys are really smart. Uh, they, they do not care. You know, Buck has been a friend of ours for a long time, uh, you know, uh, here at the Blaze from, uh, from many years ago. Uh, Clay, uh, we've watched uh, from afar, had him on the show a couple times as well. And uh, he's a really good voice. And it's I just think it's an incredible it's an incredible opportunity for these guys, but a real necessity for the conservative movement to have strong voices in the slot uh, held by Rush Limbaugh. And, and, and I know they know this as well. You can't, re- you can't replace Rush, but as they've been saying, inspired by Rush, you know, this is going to mm-hmm. be, it's, it's something really important uh, for all of us if you care about conservative principles. And today's the very first day, so mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to miss it. Uh, it should be great. Uh, Clay and Buck coming up next on most of this uh, radio station. I'm pretty excited about it. Should Me be too. interesting, uh, interesting yeah, to watch. Fun. Uh, have you watched? Did you watch any of the sports? By the way, this weekend, did you watch the golf thing? Was interesting in that John Rahm, who was leading oh, a yeah, tournament, he just had COVID, right? He was leading a tournament and then found out he tested positive for COVID in a sport which he play, can play by himself outdoors. <laughs> uh, like maybe I don't know, clear the course and let him go by himself. Whatever, whatever it is, you should have let right. him go. Let him finish. Yeah, he wound up with two amazing putts late in the U.S. Open yesterday to win, which is sort of. You know, a little justice there mm-hmm. uh, for him. I'm winning a much bigger tournament. Uh, so that's That was kind of nice to watch. Every once in a while, you get a positive story. Yeah. And LeBron's out of the playoffs, so you get more than uh, one which, positive and, story. And in the first round, <laughs> which was awesome. <laughs> Shocking when he didn't have... Uh, he didn't have uh, Davis around. Uh, huh. huh. The greatest player in the in the history wow. of the world was unable to get through that round. He couldn't just pick up the team on his shoulders mm. and carry him to the finals? So weird. Weird. That's so weird how Isn't that happened. Isn't that something? <laughs> huh. <laughs> All right. Glenn will be back tomorrow. This is the Glenn Beck Program.